Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Well, I guess it's time for some Critical Thinking, except you're not going to be doing it with Andrew Coppins today. You're going to be doing it with just me, Pat Oney. I'm here filling in for Andrew Coppins today. Uh, Andrew is out on some family business and asked me to fill in last night for him. So I'm, I'm doing that for him today. I'm, I'm filling in. And I got to say, it feels really good to be back behind the mic solo again. Not that I don't love doing a show with Andrew. I certainly do. Uh, it is something that, that I look forward to doing every day with him. Um, and looking forward to, to hearing what he has to say about all of the issues and topics of the day and having a real honest, critical thinking style like debate with with him every day. And I, I think that's what makes this show so much fun. But you get me today. Um, however, I will say this for Andrew as well. Um, he and his family could use some prayers. Um, it is, he's not in like anything urgent or anything like that. Uh, just just some family stuff going on, and and he could really use uh, some some thoughts, good vibes, prayers um, today while he's out. He should be back on Monday. Um, there is always the possibility I could fill in for him then as well, but um, I, I would plan on him being back uh, come Monday. And since you get me today, I mean that means I get to drive the show. That means I get to pick the topics, if you will. Um, and he, here's the thing. Normally on Fridays, we, we do some kind of game up front. Obviously, that's not going to happen because it's it's just me. Um, we usually do the B or not the B. That's going to kind of happen. I will say that. I, I have a an impromptu version of the B or not the B that, that I will uh, play um, or, or do for all of you that are listening. Um, and... 
there's not going to be much of a friar. And and uh, in terms of Richard of the Week, I'm just going to announce who I think ought to be the Richard of the Week here later on the program. So stick around, find out who that is. Um, we're going to get into some stuff here in a moment. Um, also, if you're trying to watch this on our Rumble page, which is rumble.com backslash critical thinking, um, good luck. Uh, I'm I'm working on uh, getting my uh, new week. Well, not new, but uh, my equipment up and running to do video for myself. Um, I, I, I've never done that before when doing a show. My show has always been audio only. Um, but as I've been working on my show, I've been working on a video side of it. Um, and I'm just trying to get the, all that locked down before coming back online with my solo effort. Um, so those of you that, that have listened to the Patterning Show in the past, when I was on Mojo Five O Radio, uh, I, I have been on a bit of a hiatus when it comes to my solo effort in that if you haven't heard I, I had a lot of uh, housing issues over the last several months and it just kind of put things on the back burner for a while and um, I really wanted to help Andrew focus on this show and uh, just just do this for a while and uh, just kind of clear my plate and clear my head for some things. But the Pat Oni Show is coming back. If you've been paying attention on social media, I've updated my, my profile picture. I've gotten some new graphics. Uh, th things are happening. Things are coming. Um, stay tuned. It is happening. Also, if you haven't had a chance to check out our project um, that Andrew and I have been working on for the last, really the last since the election of 2020, um, if not before, uh, we we started a a book that more or less turned into its own podcast uh, called Reviving Liberty. Um, we decided <laughs> neither of us have the time or the willpower to sit down and write a book, apparently. So we're going to turn this into a podcast, and so we did. Um, and we're, we've been working on Reviving Liberty for a while, and we've been releasing an episode each week, every Tuesday. Um, so you can go back, you can check that out. I believe there's, what, five episodes out now? Share it far and wide. It, it's really Andrew's manifesto um, of how to revive liberty in America, um, to bring liberty back in America, to, to bring those uh, basic principles of, of liberty back to America because we've lost them. We don't get to where we are today if we were truly a, a nation that uh, respected liberty and respected everyone else's individual liberty and were able to live in harmony with one another. We, we don't get to the cultural war that we're in if we all honored those basic principles in life. And, and, and we don't because, frankly, we've, 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 I guess we've lost our way. It would be the best way to describe it. Um, we, we've lost uh, our ability to understand um, some certain aspects of history, how things work within our society. I mean, heck, we can't even decide what bathroom to use anymore, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, go to revivingliberty.com. Check it out. Share it with your friends far and wide. It is worth checking out. It is a podcast unlike any other. It is not, by the way, it is not political. I will say this much. It is not a political podcast. It is not a, like this show at all. It's not like my show at all. It might dabble in politics a little bit. It might dabble in history a little bit. 
Um, it might even dabble in religion on some degree and, and or uh, spirituality, whatever you want to call it, I guess. It, it, it dabbles in a lot of things, but it's really simply, as simply put, a podcast about literally reviving liberty and how mostly Andrew, but some of it me, um, feel that how we should revive liberty in America today. Using things from the past, but not being nostalgic about it. Being able to move forward with the lessons that we have learned from the past. So go to revivingliberty.com or wherever your favorite podcasts are played. Just search Reviving Liberty. Um, you can also follow me at The Pounty Show on all social media platforms. You can also follow Andrew at The Coppins Show as well. So to get into the crux of today's show, uh, I, I wanted to to address something that I actually heard on the Steve Day show the other day. And and he was talking about the how, how a lot of Republicans voted for, or rather voted against marriage um, the other day. Um, in other words, codifying uh, same-sex marriage around the country um, is, is essentially what this was a, an attempt to do. I don't know that it's going to pass the Senate, but it certainly passed the House. I don't know that a lot of those in the Senate are going to want to touch this within an election year. Who knows? We'll see. I, who, I don't really know what's going to happen with it. But what I do know is that a lot of Republicans um, kind of crapped the bed with this one. And it wasn't kind of. They, they did. They did. They crapped the bed. Um, especially the, the Utah delegation. The entire Utah delegation in the House voted for this and I was actually quite disappointed especially since we just had a primary I just voted for Burgess Owens in the primary and I'm I'm at the point now where I'm honestly considering is he worth a second term simply because of this vote and the reason why I say that because this vote is is in many ways succumbing to what we call the spirit of the age. And Steve brought up a point the other day of how Utah is is predominantly LDS, uh, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, otherwise known as LDS to to those uh, that are not part of relig- of that religion or uh, Mormon, if you will. And I'm one of those, by the way, if you haven't really listened to uh, Critical Thinking before. Um, and... I, I I found myself, see, disappointing isn't even the words I think that are, are, are proper to describe what, what happened and, and what this vote was. But I also want to preface this, I don't care if you're gay, bisexual, or, or whatever you identify as, I don't care what your sexual preferences are. What you do in your own bedroom is what you do within your own bedroom. It is none of my business. And it should be no one's business for that matter. But I have always been of the opinion sin is sin. Wrong is wrong. And if it were ever put into my hands, I would vote against these kinds of things. Because it is contrary to my moral code and to what I believe in. That being said, 
it's probably not something that should ever be put into my hands. You you should have the ability to live the way that you want to live, love who you want to love, and screw what everyone else thinks about it. That being said, if if I were a, a an honest an honest broker, an honest representative, there are a lot of people within this state, or at least there were, that would be very upset over this vote and how the Utah delegation voted. And I put a lot of thought into this because where Steve went with this is like, is this not a state that has a predominant religion that is against same-sex marriage in the fact that it is a sin? He's not wrong. And he's also not wrong that the religion in of itself is about the family and a big part of the family is marriage, marriage between a man and a woman and having children. He's not wrong about these things, but I thought about it and I took a hard look at the the state of Utah and the people within the state of Utah and the politicians within the state of Utah and how we got to where we are. Because if you go back to the 2016 election, this state went overwhelmingly for someone like Ted Cruz, someone that it was perceived to have strong, conservative, and at least to, to a point, very strong moral values. Don't get me wrong, Ted Cruz is not a perfect man, but this is not where this is going. I thought about this in the sense of why are we are why we are where we are today. And I, I found myself thinking about the, the recent uh, Supreme Court ruling for Roe versus Wade and, and overturning Roe versus Wade. And because this state has a, you know, the church headquarters here for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you would think, because they, that is an issue that they have been predominantly against, except for very rare circumstances, things like rape, incest, health to the mother, things like that. And even then, in those cases, they say that you're encouraged to talk to your bishop, to counsel with them, to pray about it, and to figure out what's best for you, your family, and more importantly, the baby. Is an abortion something you should do within those situations? Otherwise, abortion is extremely prohibited. When Roe versus Wade was overturned, I find myself still waiting to this day to see a statement from the church, to see a newsletter, an announcement, something. There hasn't been one. I have waited to see if anyone from our our ward bishopric, so a ward is basically where you individually would attend church. It is your church building within a certain area. That that's what that is. I, I I waited for a member of our bishopric to read something from the the presidency of the church, or to say something from the pulpit that day. Still nothing. Still nothing. And I'm wondering why. 
why why haven't we heard anything? But then I also got to thinking about this vote. Over the last four, five years, give or take, the church has, in my view, softened on same-sex marriage. Now, you still can't you still can't marry someone of the same sex in the temple. You can't. And what, what it does take to get married within the church is that you have to have a temple recommend. And to have a temple recommend, you must go through a series of interviews, one with your bishop, one with your stake president. If you're in like the Catholic religion, the best way that I can probably describe this to you is... The, the bishop would be something like equivalent to, say, uh, a, a priest. And then your stake president would be something like a, a, a bishop. Or if you wanted to put it in other terms, it could be like your, your bishop is a bishop and then you have your archbishop. Something like that, you know, like, like in terms of hierarchy for those that are, that are trying to make sense of what I'm, what I'm trying to describe here. So your stake president is above your your bishop, if you will, in terms of hierarchy. And a stake basically is over a, a bunch of wards within a certain area, okay? Um, and you, you, you have to go through a series of interviews, and what that means is you have a worthiness interview, and they ask you a series of questions, um, essentially of how you're living your life, and, and it's in with the tenets of the LDS religion. So my, my question is, is, or getting ahead of myself, where I'm going with this, where I'm ultimately going with this is they've softened on same sex marriage. And, and it's in, and some level I, I agree with, Hey, we need to include anyone and everyone in the gospel. I agree with that. That doesn't mean that we have to accept every each other's sin. We can love the sinner, but hate the sin. And while I'm on this, I have people that are very, very close to me within my own family that are of the same sex attraction. And that, that's fine. They can live their life the way they want. They know they know where I stand on it. They also know that I love them dearly at the end of the day and will always be there for them, regardless of who they decide to love at the end of the day. In LDS culture, though, it always seems to be one of two paradigms when it comes to this. Either you're staunchly against the homotype sexuals or you're all for it. There doesn't seem to be much of a middle ground like where I stand. You can still love the, the, the sinner but hate the sin. In other words, I'm never going to condone same-sex marriage. I'm never going to condone homosexuality. I, I, I will not condone these things. I just won't condemn you. And I'm not asking people like our delegation to condemn anyone that happens to live a different lifestyle than that of the LDS culture. I'm not asking for that to happen. What I'm asking for is to 
not only leave those people alone and let them live their life, but to also not sacrifice your principles and your values for a popularity contest. Because that is what is happening here. It is this delegation succumbing to the spirit of the age. It is the church in many ways, in, within their own leadership, succumbing to the spirit of the age. Churches around the country are not doing enough. And this isn't just in my religion. This is in all. They're not doing enough when it comes to countering the spirit of the age. Instead, they're trying to stay popular. They're trying to stay relevant. They're trying to appease a crowd so that people keep coming and filling their seats every Sunday for one reason or another rather than teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and following that gospel and living by it. Otherwise, what's the point? What's the point? Religion was never, as I've looked back through history, in my mind, it was never meant to be popular. It was meant to be something that would guide us to God at the end of the day, that would lead us back to heaven, that would help us live a, a certain lifestyle that was worthy of, of heaven that was worthy to be in God's presence once more. To be worthy is to live a certain lifestyle. But everyone has a choice. And I don't get a say in other people's choices. Nor should they have a say in mine. But in order to do what is right, you actually must do what is right, not necessarily what is popular. That's what this vote represents. That is what the future of our elections ultimately represent. It's not about party anymore. It's not about Republican or Democrat because they both suck. They both essentially do the same things over and over again. They just use different language to do the same thing. I mean, we look at we look at COVID, for example. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. COVID has <clears throat> been something that has been forced down our throats by both sides of the political aisle except for maybe a handful of, of people. And, and, and I, I literally can probably count on one hand. The vaccine, the mandates, you know, the, I could probably count on one hand of those in, in Congress that have stood up to these mandates, that have stood up to the, the tyranny that has become COVID, the, the, that has become the cult of COVID. Which, by the way, uh, Joe Biden, who's been kind of the uh, leader for the last couple of years in terms of the cult of COVID and in his administration, um, was uh, recently uh, diagnosed with COVID-19, if that's not ironic for you. However, I will say this. 
I wish him a speedy recovery. Truly, I do. I, I, I will not wish that man, despite his shortcomings, despite his politics, despite me disagreeing with him on pro- pretty much any issue at any other point in time, I wish him well. He shouldn't be president, but I wish him well. The point that I'm getting at with this is if you look back at COVID, you look back at what happened with it and how we got to where we are, you didn't. You don't get here without Republicans too. And you don't get here without Donald Trump. We've all succumbed to the spirit of the age. We've all succumbed to, on some level, the, the, the cultural pressures of today. Rather than doing what is right, Donald Trump was up in Alaska over the weekend. Got booed because he, he was like, oh, I, I can't say it, but you know what I'm talking about. And he was trying to pitch it as one of his greatest accomplishments. It was one of his greatest failures. And that's why I, I don't think I can vote for him in 2024. If I had to choose right now, if the election were held today, if I'm being honest, I would probably vote for Ron DeSantis. Despite Ron DeSantis having done some very authoritarian-like things that I don't necessarily like. But I would probably vote for Ron DeSantis because there's a lot of good things that he does stand for, and those seem to me to outweigh the cons. But the vote, the election isn't today, and the vote is not today. And therefore, Ron DeSantis does not solidly have my vote yet. I will will wait and see how this election in 2024 comes out. But I refuse to say one way or the other. Because right now, I have a very, very strong distrust of all politicians. And, And a lot of it is thanks to Donald Trump. Because what have the Republicans done? What has he done? We, we talked about the numbers yesterday by, by Alex Berenson on, on Twitter uh, of the uh, admission of the German government and, and then did the math of what that looks like here. Donald Trump has some explaining to do. Whether you are a MAGA forever type listening to this show, no matter what you say, he has some serious explaining to do. Because he gave us Anthony Fauci and Mike Pence gave us Deborah Burks, and Donald Trump flat out surrendered his presidency for the last however long of his presidency that COVID was going on, basically the last year. He owes us an explanation. And if he wants to run again, he not only needs to explain it, he needs to take responsibility for it and apologize. And then he needs to convince us of who he's going to put in place for when the next pandemic or, or whatever happens next with, within the next decade or so, who he's going to put in place and why we should trust them. He needs to do that. Will he? Probably not. Probably not. I think his ego is too 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 big for him to do something like that. And that's that's what that that that's why I can't bring myself to vote for him a second time. Because I voted for him in 2016 and or or no, I I voted for him in 2020. I did not vote for him in 2016. 
because I was very hesitant about who he was, what kind of a man, what kind of a leader he was going to be, and what kind of a, a presidency he was going to lead. He proved me wrong in a lot of things, and he accomplished a lot of really good things. He had a really good foreign policy, probably the best foreign policy since Ronald Reagan. He did good for the economy. He was good for the pro-life movement, despite having a uh, a washy record there. He was good on these things. But then he fundamentally surrenders his presidency. Because what I would chalk it up to, the pressures of the spirit of the age. When, we, when you let fear and panic porn and... The fear of not being liked get in the way of doing what is right. You will succumb to the spirit of the age. That is the ultimate conclusion. And we must fight against that spirit of the age. Now, before I get into the, the, the next topic here and uh kind of the what what is within the spirit of the age realm as well uh, folks please go to americanprideroasters.com um, and support a small local business today uh, dave and dm um, and his family are, are starting to get back on their feet they, they still got a long road ahead of them though uh, after losing their house a few months ago to tornado weather um, and also shutting uh, american pride roasters down for a little while um, but if you are a coffee drinker and you enjoy a good cup of coffee in the morning or, or whenever you like it, um, <clears throat> go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. It, it is, for all intents and purposes, a really good small business. Support those that don't insult you. That is basically um, American Pride Roasters to a T. And they've got all sorts of great flavors over there that you can try. Um one of Andrew's favorites is the Burl Hamilton. It's a blueberry flavor, but he's been into the uh, non-flavored ones lately. Um, and so go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That is AmericanPrideRoasters.com. And now I'm going to get into the, uh, I guess, the, the B or not the B, or for all intents and purposes, the B or not the B today. And I'm just going to say this now, since Andrew is not here... Um, he owes me all of the previous month's earnings of the B or not the B from Dominic Izzo or from what he earned. So we're not taking from Izzo today. We're taking from Coppins himself because, you know, he, you know, I, I know he's out on family business, but he's still not here. He's still making me do this on my own. And so I feel like I'm owed a little something, something here for my troubles. So. I get I get all of his earnings for the last month, um, and for for the beer not to be. So this this one comes from and, and I I love this one. Uh, it comes from not the bee. And we we talked a little bit about the other day about the uh, the squad, if you will, Elon Omar, AOC, and, and their ilk, uh, fake getting arrested at the uh, protest uh, in the Supreme Court, and well. Sometimes the internet just wins. Sometimes they really, really do just win. And so the not to be headline is enjoy the internet's best roast of AOC for faking handcuffs when she was arrested at the Supreme Court. 
And I gotta say, some of the the memes and images that they they have here are hysterical. Um, Caleb Hall from on Twitter says, "Breaking: Capitol Police release photo of handcuffs used on AOC, and it's a news." <laughs> um, another one, uh, KB Goldtooth. Uh, Can we stop talking about AOC, please, and just acknowledge the blatant racism that Elon Omar couldn't even find a cop to pretend to arrest? Her and damn well had to arrest herself. <laughs> um, and then there's there's a, there's another uh, good one here. Uh, Sebastian Gorka. Uh, can you send so, some of these to AOC? And it's a picture of like the toy handcuffs that you get at the store. All oh, these are these are just gold, absolute gold. Uh, Eric Anderson, breaking news, new image of media dar- darling AOC being wrongfully arrested by Capitol Police has, has come in and it's her dressed up as Ronald McDonald in the back of a police car. <laughs> um, where's another one? Uh, AOC, and this is just a meme. So it's just like a, a kid in a meme. AOC, uh, being escorted by a cop and it's a butterfly. Um, flying towards uh, what would be AOC in this meme. And it's it's just funny. Um, where was my favorite one? Oh, this one actually is from AOC herself. No faking here. Putting your hands behind your back is a best practice while detained, handcuffed or not, to avoid escalating charges like resisting arrest. But given how you lied about a fellow rape survivor for points... Uh, as you put it to me, I don't expect much else from you. This was in response to uh, Na- Nancy Mace. And she had said, politics has become performative art. So, of course, AOC fakes being in handcuffs. Performance, not policy, is in the name of the game up here. So... AOC apparently can't handle the criticism um, coming from some of some of the people on on the internets about her fake getting arrested. If you're arrested, you're getting put in handcuffs. You're getting put behind a police car. You're going to you're going to jail. None of that happened. She got her hands placed behind her back. She may have gotten put in a police car, but uh, to my knowledge, she she didn't go to jail. She didn't have to pay bail. She didn't have to face a judge. She didn't have to do any of that. She was not arrested, folks. Despite what she says, the idiocy is strong with her, as it is as usual. Uh, she she wasn't arrested. Not, not at all. Mm-mm. So there you have it for the Be or Not to Be today. And by the way, I'm just going to announce, I, I, I don't necessarily have formal nominees for Richard of the Week, but... but uh, AOC actually is my my Richard of the Week winner. Um, and, and Elon Omar would probably be thrown into that as well. So they're, they're both going to be the fundamental co-winners of the week because really, who in the hell fakes and goes and gets arrested at a protest? Who does that? It's it, You've got to be pretty Richard-like to uh, to do that. So she, she they, those two are our fundamental Richards of the Week. And then if I if I had another nominee, by the way, if I had another nominee to to be the Richard of the Week, it probably would have been Jameel Hill. Now, 
I struggle with this one because this goes against every fiber of my being because I'm an Ohio State fan. And this might be the the only positive thing that I will ever say about a University of Michigan head coach, Jim Harbaugh. Because I cannot stand that man as a coach. I can't. He's also a really odd duck too, and it, it's just it's it's comical, but also I don't know whether to laugh or cry half the time when it comes to him. He's also a very inconsistent coach, but uh, it that's neither here nor there. He had some. He went to a pro life rally and um, stood up for the pro life movement and, and such. Well, Jamil Hill uh, tweeted out that this might be a difficult concept for Jim Harbaugh of any choice person to grasp. But if you don't want an abortion, just don't get one. Not that hard. Well, you know, I I, I, I would say that that's true. Uh, you know, if, if you don't want an abortion, just don't get one. I, I, I understand that, you know, that, that that's actually, uh, there's some logic to that. Um, how about just don't get an abortion at all, period, whether you want one or not. Um, that, that would be ideal because then you're uh, actually um, not murdering someone. It's that simple. But, you know, to, to her logic, I, I, I could kind of see it a little bit. But honestly, if you don't want kids, how about uh, you don't have sex? I mean, that that's a novel concept, right? I mean, someone once told me that abstinence is bullshit. Um, is it though? Is it? There are lots of people that do it. Uh, there are lots of people that do wait for marriage and they have children within that marriage. But Jim Harbaugh has faced a lot of backlash because of this. Um, this is what he said. So he said, I believe in having the courage to let the unborn be born. I love life. I believe in having a loving care and respect for life and death. My faith and my science are what drive my beliefs, uh, or what drives th- these beliefs in me. Quoting from Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Uh, <clears throat> he also said that in God's plan, each unborn human truly has a future filled with potential talent, dreams, and love. I have living proof in my family, my children, and many thousands that I have coached that the unborn are amazing gifts from God to make this world a better place. To me, the right choice is to have the courage to let the unborn be born. As I said before, it it pains me to share something that, that is even remotely positive about uh, the University of Michigan. But damn it, I may, I may not I, I, I may strongly dislike this guy as a coach, but I get the sense that he is also a damn good man. And that might be the most positive thing I will ever say about someone at the University of Michigan ever. And so he gave these these remarks just weeks after the uh, overturn of Roe versus Wade, and he's gotten a lot of uh, backlash over it. And and by the way, the University of Michigan, not a conservative place. 
The only reason he hasn't been canceled, in, in, in my humble belief, is because he actually did beat Ohio State last year. Unfortunately. Um, because he actually got the University of Michigan to the college football playoff for the first time ever. So, there's that. And therefore, he decided, like, well, I can say this, I can do this, and he's going to be safe because what are they going to do? He's winning football games. I hope that's not true, by the way. I really do. But just knowing how far left the University of Michigan is, I guarantee you that's why they're letting him get away with this. It, it, that shouldn't be the case. And like I said, I hope, I hope I'm wrong. Because regardless of what his politics and what his beliefs are, that should not affect his job. It shouldn't. But he's a damn good man for saying it. And he's a damn good man for standing up for it. And that is a, a man that is not succumbing to the spirit of the age, at least when it comes to the issue of abortion. That's what this means. That's courage. Because they could, they could take his job for this. They could find a reason. They have fired people all across the country for much less. And, and even for wrong reasons. This is what courage looks like. We need more of this, not less of it. We need strong men to come in and, and step up, be good husbands and be good fathers. And have the courage to stand up to all of these outside forces that are contributing to the spirit of the age. And to stop it in its tracks. It's not just merely getting behind a microphone and speaking. It's doing something about it. It's getting involved in your community. Getting involved in your family. Having those dinner table conversations. The ones that, that are crucial. The ones that matter. The ones that mold and shape the future of our children. Because as he said, he's had many people in his family, his children, and, and players that he has seen be incredible gifts from God. If we don't cultivate those gifts as good, decent people, as good parents, as good mothers and fathers, we have no future. We have the spirit of the age. We have where we are today. We have this cultural war and we have children growing up with no sense of moral direction in their lives. Our families, our communities, they need us. They need mothers, they need fathers. They need they need both parents in the home. They need loving parents. Loving parents that will show them the way, that will teach them and build them up and also cut them down a little when they're doing something dumb. 
and, and teaching them a little humility. We need more of this in our society. You know, we, we talk about how do you fight the spirit of the age? And yes, we have reviving liberty. And that, that is a great thing to listen to and to use those principles and tactics that, that Andrew was talking about and fighting against the spirit of the age. That, that is fundamentally a, a good place to start and get to get those ideas and get yourself on that path. Your church is another place, despite the fact that maybe your your pastors and your church leadership aren't speaking out against the issues of today. You go to church for you, and you go to church to to develop that relationship with your Heavenly Father. That is what you are meant to do. It is meant to be a spiritual hospital for your soul, to come closer to God, to repent, and to gain clarity and direction within your life. In the spiritual sense. To be worthy of Heavenly Father and and Christ's atonement and to gain entryway into heaven. To have that worthiness. All of those are great places to start. But the truly best place to start, whether whether you have a, a, a faith in a religion or not, whether you believe in the same issues that I believe in and, and being on the same side of the political aisle or not, the way that you combat the spirit of the age, the way that you bring liberty back into our society, the way that you bring morality back into our society, the way that you raise good, upstanding citizens um, from children to men and women that are good contributing people to this society starts around the dinner table being an actively engaged parent teaching your kids right from wrong and giving them the tools so that when the time comes that they have the courage to stand up to the spirit of the age of their time because there will undoubtedly be another spirit of the age of their time, just like we face one now, just like our forefathers, our ancestors, all face something during their time. We owe it to our future posterity. Because if we don't do this, if we don't do this, we are doomed to continue down the path that we are on, And we have doomed our children to a life of, whether it be physical, spiritual, mental, or even metaphorical, bondage. I beg you, all of you, think through this. Think about your lives. Think about your families. And think about what you are willing to do to stand up against the spirit of the age. Because it takes all of us. But it starts with you. Your family. Your children. It starts there. And it can only grow. Only grow from there. And if we do it and we do it right... We will have left a better world for our kids and for our future posterity. 
And that's going to do it for me today. I will be back Monday, hopefully with Andrew Coppins. Until then, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And well done, Jim Harbaugh. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.